Welcome to another figure week, park surface week, organic week. Hey everyone, my name is Ahmed Aldouri. I'm a concept artist and former instructor at Art Center College of Design, Brainstorm, CCS, CGMA, and various other places. And I would like to introduce to you this digital painting course that I've created. But before we get into anything, I just wanna thank you for the support you've all given me this whole time. And with the support of so many of you, I've been able to put together everything I know about painting into this digital painting course. You want to become a pro, illustrator, concept artist, or even just a hobbyist, but you don't have a clear map to get there. And that's where I come in. I spent the last six months compiling everything I know from my 20 years of art practice, and I've turned it all into a map, starting with foundations such as rendering shapes, color theory, painting basic subjects, understanding brushwork, brush economy, all that fun stuff, deconstructing the skull, drawing it from every angle, Angle, all the way to master studies, stylized painting, and you'll find yourself at the end of the course doing a concept art project based on everything that we learn in the first 14 lessons. So how does it work? Well, you sign up, you watch the lectures, do the assignments, post them to the community page if you want, and treat it as a self-study, except for those of you who have signed up for the weekly meeting where I personally critique your work in a virtual classroom setting. I believe learning by repetition is super important. That's what I've sort of presented a lot in this course, and the assignments are tailored for that, as adapted from my time teaching at Art Center. And each of these lessons have step-by-step -step explanations in real time. If you've ever seen my videos, you know exactly how I teach. And this course is intended to be a substitute for a college level course, but you don't have to pay the four or $5,000 per class, racking up maybe 200K in debt. With my custom design course, you'd be paying a fraction of that. And of course, I also have payment plan options if you don't want to pay for the whole thing at once. Thank you for watching this and I'll see you soon. Artcast. Uh, for all you guys who are listening, for this is probably going to be published on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to you all, and I hope you're having some festive and awesome holidays wherever you are in the world. Um, yeah, so today we have a, an amazing guest on, uh, someone that uh, you know we've tried to get on for a while, but of course, being the busy lady that she is, she's been she's been stubborn to, to come on, but we're finally nailed her down, and uh, and yeah, we get to speak to Miss Carla Ortiz today. So thank you very much, Carla, for coming on and speaking to us on the podcast. What's up? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Gordon. You're welcome. You're more than welcome. Don't, don't, don't worry about being do, elusive. It's, yeah. Do you prefer Gordon or Gordy? Oh, well, Gordy. Yeah, yeah. Gordy's fine as well. Nobody's ever actually really asked me that the podcast, the five plus years I've been doing it, people just Holy call shit. Me that's so rude. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Even ask me what I prefer. What's your preferred name? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's it's, it's been great. Uh, just like uh, watching the last couple of years pass, but it's crazy. Like we just were talking about how time just like evaporates. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like five years ago I started doing this, but you know, the initial goal was just to help people like me listen to other artists and get information off them, but. Now I get emails from students like being like, oh, dude, I'm leaving my job because you ain't going back to school. I'm like, holy shit, this is just absolutely crazy. It's like, oh my God. Like reading the email, like weeping, like the tears running down my face. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, it's been That's fun. amazing. So Gordon yeah, or Gordy? Yeah, yeah. Gordy, Gordy's fine. Gordy, Gordy. Gordy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Since I'm talking with someone for Cali, it's always you always do the short cool, cool names. So yeah, Gordon's yeah, for it's me. true. Everybody always has a cool name. I'm just Carla. Yeah. It's, it's lame. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so to... much for having me. Yeah, yeah of you... course. Yeah. So, so Gordy's been so so patient. He's been asking me for such a long time, and it's been. And every time I'm like, yes, but I have a million one things. Yes, but this horrible thing. Yes, but ah. So yeah. so it's it's kind of a treat to be on the Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the red Christmas lights. He got the yeah, Christmas yeah. hat. Um, yeah. I got the tents on the back of my chair. So yeah, yeah. it's very festive. So so yay holidays. Make an effort. Yeah. It's yeah. my fa- It's one of my favorite seasons, to be honest with you. You think? I mean, like, yeah. I get for really me, some things between that and Halloween. I think for me, uh, so, it's like so, a, yeah, yeah. So my birthday's on Halloween. So oh. so for me, like. The Halloween is the ushering of my favorite time of the year, because mm-hmm. like first it starts with Halloween, which is bomb as hell. I like mm-hmm. it's like it's awesome. It's like yeah, of course yeah. it's my birthday and everybody's all festive, <laughs> and we get to dress up. Uh, and I we have a really solid group of friends. Uh, some of them like work in film. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like one of them, for example, is Brian Mattias, and like mm-hmm. we're we're all really close and like. They'd get dressed up at like mm-hmm. the nines. They always mm-hmm. go so crazy with their costumes. And before yeah. the pandemic, we used to go to this club every year. And mm-hmm. for five years in a row, our group would always win like either, you know, no, usually first in the mm-hmm. costume contest and either yeah. second and third. But yeah. they would never remember us because we'd always be in crazy costumes. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so it's been it's been really really fun. Some of my yeah. favorite costumes is Lydia from Beetlejuice. I even oh, wow. got like a Polaroid, and I would take pictures ah. of people, and I would just like Drops, all, act all yeah. somber. Uh, yeah. I went as Deanna Troy this year, but like from oh, yeah, TNG. Yeah. But the mm. problem with it is like she has like this massive like hair oh, and right, it's yeah. like the most Latina I've ever felt in my life because it was like the hairstyle of my aunties with like lots of spray and everything. By the, the way, Puerto Rico was coming out. Yeah, yeah, the Puerto Rico came yeah. out. Um, yeah. Quick note. Hold on. Thank you. Mm. My mm. my boyfriend so cautiously, so cl- quiet he's a sweetie he brought me a coffee it's it's like 11 in 11 30 in the morning and i'm a i'm a late riser i'm a night owl so. yeah i'm the same uh, I don't, i'm actually glad that i'm working for a studio in la right now because yeah their their time obviously has jumped past me, oh so. yeah yeah it's, where it's are you located i'm in scotland so oh, i'm in the where in top scotland? of the uk yeah, I, I, I'm in like Falkirk, so we're between oh. Edinburgh and Glasgow. Like, right oh, in the so nice! Yeah. Before the yeah. pandemic hit, me and my boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, we went to 
Oh God, uh, I forgot the name. Oh God, that's okay. Maybe we should edit this one because I should. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, no, I'm trying to. Forget. Vortex. We went to Vortex in oh, the UK. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. And nice. we decided to stay there a couple weeks earlier so right. that we could drive from like you, you know, London area uh-huh. all the way to Edinburgh. And oh, wow. we did it. Um, and I thought we were going to die because the cars are different. Like the driver's uh, side is on the opposite yeah, side. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. really changes everything. So like yeah. I was like on the side where I'm not used to it. We were just like, ah, the roundabouts everywhere. <laughs> we really yeah, thought we were going to die. <laughs> the one time I felt I was going to die was actually when I went to LA because I was on like the 405 for the first time and oh my God, like the many people that nearly tried to cut me off or kill me in those cars. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. LA for traffic is crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, so It's scary. I, I don't drive. Right. I, I never, I never learned. Like I came to San Francisco at an early age and in San Francisco, you just walk everywhere. You don't really need right. a car. Or so like, like, got, like trams and stuff. We got we got trams, but like it's such a small city that right. like you could literally like be anywhere you need to be uh mm-hmm. in like a 40 minute walk. Right. 50, yeah. 60 at most, you know? Like yeah, yeah. and and it's like it's just really fantastic. So like I never I never learned how to drive. <laughs> there's a there's there's a funny fact here actually because although on paper the studio is based in LA they actually officially are in San Francisco. Like my boss, uh, Matt Gazer, he lives in um, San Francisco. I couldn't remember to tell you what part of San Francisco he lives in, but he's in San Fran. It's more out towards like the, the kind of wine country side of, of San Fran. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so he's officially in San Fran. Yeah, so uh, Matt's a good dude. Actually, a funny story with the job I got. Matt was someone I emailed back in 2009, 2008, because I just typed uh, concept artist in Google and his name came up. And uh, so I, I messaged Matt and I was like, ask him all these questions. 10 years later, he hired me. So like, it's an absolute crazy full circle that it's, happened. It's crazy how that happens, huh? Like yeah. the people yeah. you look up for towards uh, little by little as you join the industry, they become your peers and yeah. they become like your co-buddies. Yeah. You have one of the coolest mentors ever. Like, I mean, and Ian's like, Ian's Scottish as well and in heritage. So, I mean, like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I met him for like, the smallest time at Lightbox in 2019 because I came over oh. to LA for Lightbox oh. and I'm like I was at the concert art awards because my buddy Raf won a couple of awards for his, his concert art and uh yeah. Ian had this, the small group kind of gathering around him and I was just trying to nudge in and be like hey <laughs> oh, yeah as soon as he heard the accent he was like oh hey <laughs> you're from Scotland oh my god but, yeah yeah no he's he's really fantastic uh um next time hit us up we'll be like Ian this is <laughs> Hang yeah. out. I'm hoping, yeah. And talk about Scottish things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, an alumni. Like, the, what else? Like, Hagen, Hagen, Hagen. Oh, Haggis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're chatting about Haggis to the the coups come him. So, yeah, yeah. Ian's a dead man. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's the best. But that's how it happened. Like, I remember seeing his work uh as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I went to like a Barnes and Noble, like a bookshop up in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to check the art books, the manga section. Mm-hmm. And I saw like the art of Star Wars, uh, yeah. the first episode. And I was like, huh, what's this? And I opened the book and literally some of the first pages I see were mm-hmm. Ian's fantastic drawings. And yeah. I was like, 
what the Maybe. hell is this? You know, and yeah. and I had a similar experience uh, looking at Brahms' illustrations, where it expanded my horizons into what illustration career looked like. Ian expanded yeah. my horizons into what like a concept art career looked like, and I yeah. just I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my goodness! So. Fast forward a couple of years, well, mm-hmm. more than a couple of years, <laughs> um, and I was, uh, you know, in my like early-ish 20s, uh, I was mm-hmm. working at Kabam, which mm-hmm. is a mobile game company, which is, you know, you don't expect a mobile game company to be that, you know, crazy, but I was working with like mm-hmm. Alan Williams and Mitch Morehouser and Brian Mattias. Wow. Like we were all in the team, like a bunch of many more amazing artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that like, oh, Ian McKegg is going to have a workshop with Brom. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my Crazy. God, I have to go. Wow. So uh, it's a Tara Lang workshop up in Seattle. I attended and nice. they ran this like really great story, you know, how to build a story workshop. And yeah. eventually we would like break up in teams and we each had mm-hmm. a story. And I just, I was so like, in awe of both Brahm and Ian, but Ian mm-hmm. had a very similar energy to mine. So we mm-hmm. got along very, you know, quickly very well. Mm-hmm. On Portfolio Day, um, this was around the time that my, uh, you know, first Magic cards had been released. So mm-hmm. my Tesa was released. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple others were released. And I had them in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, so nervous. I'm like, oh, here you go, Ian. <laughs> and Ian looks at it. He's like... You're hired. And I'm like, hired? Hired where? He's like, I don't know, but you're hired. I'm like, yay. <laughs> and and I remember running to the bathroom. I was so excited because I like I just couldn't believe it. Like I mm-hmm. like for some people, it's like, oh my God, movie stars, like, wow. Yeah. But for me, it's artists. Yeah. Like I've seen movie stars, like, okay, cool actor, chill. Yeah, what's up? What's going on? Artist to artist. But artists, like. Yeah. Like that, I admire. Oh, that's where I lose my shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But fast forward to a couple months later, mm-hmm. I decided to keep in touch with him and I messaged him again. And I'm like, hey, Ian, uh, this is Carla it was from the workshop. I did this painting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm in, you know, I did this. Uh, I just want to send you some of my updates. And I just sent him some mm-hmm. of my paintings that I've been up to. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. Wait, you're in San mm-hmm. Francisco? I'm like, yeah, I'm in San Francisco. It's like, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we talked about getting coffee. He's like, oh, come get coffee with me here. And mm-hmm. little do I know, he sent me to ILM to a job interview. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's how I got my job interview there. Jesus, and, and I was terrified uh, because, oh. you know, ILM, like, you know, I'm used to Kabam was a very homey. We were very yeah. like, Woo! we'd like the whole art team would go every day to go get like some wine, you know, at the Whole yeah. Foods next door. Uh, yeah. later I find out it was me I would lead them all to wine so like I'd be like yeah everybody let's go get drunk <laughs> and then, so they, they all confessed Carla we were very sober after you left and I'm like is that a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing or no yeah bad influence but yeah fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and uh but ILM was very different ILM was very mm. professional it was it was very like you know you'd say like oh let's go get a drink they're like no 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 we're, we're at work. And gonna like, work. yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was a very different vibe so i was like mm-hmm. oh like i'm excited but uh, you know will i get it i don't know if i'm the right mm-hmm. fit um and they also so asked famously me, sorry to interrupt but i just remembered a really quick icon of like when you told that story before where 
they wanted you to learn 3D, right? But you weren't for that? Yep, I was about to jump in on that. Yeah, so mm. they, you know, I was in my uh, interview with uh, David at the time, Kabayashi, mm. and he, you know, he was very, very deadpan and, and hard mm. to read a sweetie after, you know, you get time to meet people and you're like, oh, yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. sweetie. You're just, you know, some people are just a little tricky. The interview face. Yeah, yeah they interview your face and you're just like sweating bullets. And he asked yeah. me like, so how do you feel about 3D? And I'm just like, I like to pay, like I'll learn mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. like if you're looking for someone to be 3D, that's mm-hmm. probably not me. And then mm-hmm. he asks, okay, well, how about like doing like matte paintings and things for keyframes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for production and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. again, I, if you need it, I'll do it, but mm-hmm. I'm a painter. I like to draw and paint. Like mm-hmm. if you have, if that's the, if you need that specific job, then that's probably not me. And he's like, okay, okay. Right. And I thought, yeah, I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh man, I messed up. I walked out. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna get it. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. And then, like uh, three weeks after, they called me on a Friday to come in on mm-hmm. a Monday. Uh, my job at the time was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I go. They're like, it's yeah. okay. We were waiting. You go. <laughs> um, they were very sweet. Um, but they, but they probably, yeah. I mean, like they probably also enjoyed the fact that you kind of stuck to your guns, right? Like you were like, mm. this is my skill set. This is what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I want to do. And yeah, that, that, that's admirable because most people, you know, when they're trying to get their foot in the door initially, they're like, I will do anything. I will learn any program, you know, like, and that's yeah. a whole canvas for, for our trainer, right? Yeah. I think like for me, it's always been a pursuit of what makes me happy. And mm-hmm. like, and it's not that I'm like an immovable, you know, artist. It's like, nah, I will never learn, you know, like I will, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like if, if you really need me, if that's a skill that you need and it's mm-hmm. a job that I love enough, because that's the other thing. I got to really love it. Um, then, yeah, I'll jump in and I'll try it out. And I did learn a little bit of ZBrush while I was at ILM, mm-hmm. but yeah. I still was like, mm, no, I still like to just paint it all. Um, yeah. So there is a part of me recently that I'm like, I kind of want to learn a little bit more of 3D, specifically right. Blender, because then I can mm-hmm. build my own references. And right. then I can just, you know, build my references and then paint from the references, mm. not on top of it, because then it takes out the challenge for me. Of course. But like, I think that would be cool to do. So I might do this this holiday. I might learn a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Blender is absolutely popping off at this point. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, even with the, the Adobe Suite now buying the Substance guys and they're making, you know, Substance Modeler. And there's just so many avenues to make things easier to get into or learn. And uh, But then I've seen the opposite thing, right? Where like I've seen mm-hmm. people I know, like the two Pablos famously from London ILM, like, you know, like they obviously have so much 3D in their stuff now. There's almost like it robs them of their 2D artistry, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's hard to keep that balance, right? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I, I mean, if it makes them happy, you know, and this, the results mm. are always spectacular, then then that's that's the thing. Um, yeah. But I am excited, uh, especially because I've been talking a lot lately with Sean Silvestri because he, mm. he, he's trying a lot of different things. He's always, he's always think of him as like a tinkerer. He's always yes. tinkering here, tinkering there. And he was telling me about like Oculus and how like he uses like the 3D tools to sculpt. And I'm right. like, oh, that does sound cool. 
So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so my, my, my boyfriend, he's a game designer, so he, he has mm. all the gadgets. So I'm just like, oh, I'm going to – maybe that's what I do. Yeah. Like I'm just going to try yeah, sculpting yeah. here and see what I can make. Sean, another another Scotsman, another guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many years spent in London, but, yeah, the guy's, the guy's originally from, from Fife. So, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You guys got – up in Scotland, you guys have like a really good group of yeah. artists up there. You got well, Q, also um, Paul Canavan as well because Paul interviewed you not yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul's a sweetie, yeah. But bunch of dudes up, and then of course this is the home of Rockstar North, who are mm-hmm. the Grand Theft Auto creators. So I mean, like, yeah, there's there's a whole legacy up here. Of Do y'all hang so. out every once in a while? Yeah, yeah. We, we occasionally get good, together. Good. Uh, but then of course with the pandemic and COVID, it's it's been a bit shit. Yeah, know, yeah. Try to go. It's yeah, yeah. Everyone, especially at one point, was really badly hit with it. So but yeah. yeah, we're getting there. We're getting we're getting. But I'm actually trying to at one point try and get an event over here to get. Ah. People and, and, and <gasps> industry workshop style bit in Scotland. So, can, I, yeah. have a, can I have a suggestion? Yes, indeed. Can I suggest something really quick? Yes, go for it, go so, for it, go so, for it. So back in San Francisco, um, mm-hmm. right here, uh, mm-hmm. um, we did an event. Oh, can I curse on this? Is that okay? Oh, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes! Okay. Um, <laughs> I never know, I never know. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so in San Francisco, we used mm-hmm. to have, uh, we don't have it anymore due to the pandemic, but hopefully right. in 2022, depending on how things go, we'll bring it back up. But um, back like maybe seven years ago, I realized, oh, there's a lot of great artists in San Francisco and mm-hmm. we only meet at conventions. Ooh, yeah. what the fuck? So, <laughs> you know, I, I've tried hosting drink and draws forever, but it never right. really worked because people draw all the time for a living. They just want to like relax. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to host an event. And we called it mm-hmm. the fuck it all. And it was like <laughs> a monthly event where we just jump around different bars and different areas of San Francisco um, right. and just meet and hang out, you know, between artists. And then that's it. Yeah. Like yeah. no drawing. No, no. People will be like, can I bring my sketchbook? It's like, yeah, but we're all going to be drinking, drinking. So you're going to be a little lonely. But that's if you want to do it, don't worry. You can do it. We all understand. Nobody yeah. would ever bring their sketchbook if we're not too busy just seeing each other. And that mm-hmm. went on for about six years straight. And it expanded wow. over to Vancouver had one for a second. LA okay. has one. So like, you should do it. You should do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm- <laughs> I mean, like the the funny, the funny thing about fuck it all, fuck yeah. it all, yeah. The, the 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 funny thing I found way we you and me are rare specimens, right? We're extroverts as artists, right? And yeah. I'm totally because especially living in Scotland, like you've got to learn to speak up at a very young age. But like a lot of the guys I know who are super awesome artists are so introverted and so focused on their work, it's hard to pull them out of the room and sit <gasps> them in a pub. Like it's, it's okay. so hard. No, yeah. that's okay. So so what I've learned is. Um, People may not always make it, especially the introverts, but they're always really right. glad it's happening and eventually they'll make it. And I right. think it's like one of those things where it's like, and I've learned, uh, even recently, I've read an NPR article about like, why is it so hard to make friends as an adult? And like the things that they recommend, <laughs> right? yeah, the yeah. things that they recommend are literally make events, make gatherings, facilitate that. And I've noticed yep. that that's the thing that like, most artists or most people in general they just mm-hmm. don't want to facilitate things because they're too busy with their lives but if you get one asshole mm-hmm. who like this like you know that's good i'm gonna make an event everybody yeah. come over people eventually yeah. come and it's crazy yeah like, we used to have really there was one that was just like insane where it's mm-hmm. like there was um 
a convention that was happening up in San Francisco and it coincided and we had like we had taken over an entire bar and it was like wow. about like 55 artists there. And it was just like, what Jesus. the fuck? And, yeah. and, or, but sometimes it can be like two or three. And then it's just like, mm. it's night out with like close friends. I'm just going to drink a little yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's always enjoyable regardless of the size. So Gordy, just got and fuck it all. And like yeah. next year I'll drop by one of them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, like and we'll go fun. hard. Yeah, we will. <laughs> You have no idea with Scotland how hard we go. Uh, I'm I'm Puerto Rican, my friends. Okay, we are okay. the land of rum. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you that much. Yeah, uh, no, no, but yeah, it's man. Go hard, you guys go really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like it's, it's hard for us as well because, like, even in San Fran, like, I don't know what the population is, but like in the whole of Scotland, right, it's five million people. So, like you look at the community of artists that's in there that's like so small that's you know there's maybe something like at one point of i don't know fifty thousand professional artists working in the country and you know like half of them are 3d a third of them are ui or whatever then you try to get some of the 2d dudes and uh, yeah it's, it's it's harder i think because also within scotland we're so scattered right glasgow and edinburgh and aberdeen are all like within yeah. 30 40 miles each other but yeah it's yeah but we'll, i want to do something like that i want to try and get some more regular social events because you know Especially because Daniel and that stopped industry workshops in London. It's it's been a while since uh, we've yeah. had a proper event. THU is cool. Like I mean, that was happening yeah. at one point. So I mean, I, within Europe, there's still stuff to go to, and IMAG yeah. and uh, playgrounds. So there's there's a bunch of still events going. But and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as we all get like you know, c- vaccinations continue and boosters mm. continue, like things yeah. like things are kind of normalized. San Francisco's been pretty good at it. Like I think we have like some of the highest rates of uh, vaccination rates in the country. And it's right. and it's starting I mean everybody still wears masks out here, so it's mm-hmm. like I think people just got used to it. Um yeah. but it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I've been going to restaurants again and mm-hmm. I've been we've been seeing friends again and it's like oh no, normalcy. <laughs> Sort of, because it's, it's still the lingering ghost of, you know, a yeah, pandemic. Yeah. Um, and and in some places, it's not a ghost. It's a very, very, you know, <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. intimidating presence. But, yeah. um, but I'm hoping that 2022 will really start to see more events Aren't happen and all? gatherings. Aren't we all hoping that's the case? Jesus For Christ. Yeah. A real man. Like, <laughs> I want to take my been... Japan trip. Shit. <laughs> Oh shit, my, I had my oh. tickets booked to the Japanese THU and I was so looking forward to it. And, oh. oh my god, like just I, yeah. It's been my dream to visit Japan for like mm-hmm. for as long as I remember. And in same, 2020, same. I had actually saved and I was gonna do three months in Japan around the wow. fall. And then you know what happened in 2020. Yeah, so I'm hoping that next year I'll be able to retake that dream and and three months make, yeah do a little japanese trip and you know just i just want to be like a nomad and just like yeah. go to different places and just paint of course. and like there's so not- many we, we were planning to go out there at one point to work in a and it never i never ended up f- falling through but uh there's so many channels now i follow that do uh blogs from japan like uh Tadoki traveler uh hannah it's hannah's second name but uh currently hannah and then abroad in japan there's like a couple of really good oh, uh, channels from guys who yeah. went across. For, 
yeah chris like yeah so yeah. there's a bunch a bunch of things i followed and 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 joy the anime guy because obviously i love anime so i found him yeah. super early yeah <laughs> but like yeah man there's, there's there's so many good dudes across there and like i think mm-hmm. that's the idea behind it is that it's one of these places you can get lost for a couple of months um yeah just tour so yeah, yeah and i, I want to try it like i want to go from like the depths of like tokyo you know crazy city to like more like laid back like you know like landscapes up in the country and then go to like the really old like you know old temples and i want to go to like you know the forests and you know (laughs) take take a look at like me the you know studio ghibli and be like can i can i look at some stuff over here you know like i want to i mean like there's also tokyo disney and they've just opened up the tokyo disney yeah Nintendo World as well, Nintendo World. Oh, Osaka. that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can go so hang out like, with Mario. <laughs> yeah, man. There's like, there's Mario. so much stuff over there. Yeah. Actually, I really, I really loved years ago when I watched Chris Broad where he done, you know, Chris done the whole thing where he cycled from the top of Japan all the oh, way no, to I, I, ha- I hadn't seen that one. Yeah, holy crap. Yeah, he done, he done Journey Across Japan where he basically, he cycled from the top of Japan all the way down to the islands at the south. And uh, that was crazy. That was a huge, <laughs> huge undertaking. It was like 20 videos. But yeah, Japan has so much beauty. My God. There's, oh, yeah. And uh, food. Yeah, Holy exactly. shit. Uh, I am like, so I'm on constantly on the hunt, run, hunt for good ramen, good takoyaki. Good sushi. Good, good, like, good sushi. Oh, just anything. Everything. It's so good. I could eat Japanese I mean, Sanfan, because they had a big influx at one point, a Japanese expats yeah. as well. So like, yeah. there's got to be a... We, a have, a, a, a we have our yeah. we have our own J-Town. So we do have, nice. like, but it's, it's you know, everything in San Francisco, we, we have it. It's just a little mm-hmm. bit smaller, you know. Of course. Than, like, yeah. you know, other places. Like, for example, LA has a gigantic uh, right. Japanese community. It has a gigantic... Yeah gigantic korean community in san francisco yeah. it's all kind of like you know mushed in into a couple areas here and there yeah, we yeah. have like maybe a little sprinkling here a little sprinkling here yeah, yeah. a large community here but even when i say large community it's still like you know three or four you know city blocks so this is not yeah, yeah. the biggest but it does have a lot of really wonderful things um yeah it has some amazing sushi it has an mm. amazing little like indoor mall with like beautiful hidden gems it has yeah. like uh some of my favorite uh okay so i don't know if this is exactly japanese but it has like mm. something called mochi donuts and yeah, yeah. those are like donuts that like have mochi in it and so it creates like yeah. a super nice like you know kind of like spongy or, or kind of yeah. chewy kind of stuff it's really yeah. good oh yeah, man I'm, I'm hungry now <laughs> <laughs> there's a Dude, when I was in when I was in LA, everybody was like, because I was I was staying near I was staying in their career town. They're like, dude, you have yeah, to have yeah. Korean barbecue. Oh, I was like, dude, yeah. I'm vegetarian. I can't oh, have meat. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dirty kind You're of fine. Boy. You're okay. You're all good. You do your thing. I've, but, I've learned not uh, to preach. Yeah. But yeah. but you can always. I mean, it's hard. Definitely, Korean barbecue is super hard. But <laughs> like. If you put like kimchi on top mm-hmm. and and then kind of like roast it, that's yeah. really good. Like, yeah, I mean, like most places actually, I was surprised even when I was there that they had a ton of vegan options. And, yeah, and just yeah, ve- veggie stuff in general. There was just so mm-hmm. much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like yeah, it's the same over here. Even Scotland now, like uh, we have like McDonald's, Burger King, right, and they all have their own version of like whoppers and chicken burgers that are mm-hmm. either soy or tofu. So that's awesome. There is 
there's plenty of options man there's yeah there's there's definitely enough stuff to keep people going I, i'm not starving That's like if good. you can see me like i'm, I'm definitely not wasting away <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm happy i'm glad for you i yeah, yeah. there's it, it's always really enjoyable like uh like the the vegan options are just so good mm-hmm. and i i uh i've had like some dishes out here that are just like spectacular uh there's this yeah. particular there's a really good restaurant vegan restaurant up in san francisco called mm-hmm. gracias madre which is like a vegan mexican and Ooh. it's just mind-blowingly good you're just like really oh i do not miss anything this is like its own amazing yeah. flavor it's really really good yeah they also yeah. got vegan sushi out here and it's really oh. good yeah i can imagine yeah, yeah well, the majority, no. of, majority of that meal is rice anyway so i mean like you're just having to substitute you're fine yeah yeah, 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 but, yeah but it's all just like a play on like textures and flavors and of course fantastic exactly fantastic yeah, yeah i got food on my mind too because like you know the holidays are always a time where like like you're cooking a lot and i think the yeah. pandemic uh it affected people in many different ways for mm-hmm. me i lost my love for cooking because uh, oh, yeah. I used to cook all the time. I used to love mm-hmm. throwing like gatherings of people and love to cook for friends and like mm-hmm. my loved ones. But something about the pandemic, I was just like, I just don't, you know. Um, yeah. So, but I'm slowly regaining it back. So I'm yeah. very, very excited. I got like some yeah. sugar pumpkins. So I kind of want to do a pumpkin soup coming up. Ooh, hey. wow, nice. perfect it's, weather for it yeah i know then, it's yeah i mean like it's, it's the coldest <laughs> you need it but then like cold in san fran is not like cold in scotland that's like, oh god no no yeah. we're, we're, we're like you know it's cozy weather out here yeah. out there you guys are like tundra <laughs> yeah we're like i think we're like minus one at one point during the week it was so cold that's like one so or two degrees stupid. degrees celsius so it's like so cold like we're that's so close why? to that yeah there's like oh. it's funny when you look in the map there's like there's like scotland and there's like russia and we're actually closer to the arctic circle than russia it's like are, crazy are you yeah. guys i recently visited iceland you guys mm-hmm. you guys aren't closer to the arctic than iceland right iceland's a little no no iceland's right on they're, yeah. they're in the cold part of the world yeah, but like no but then the top of scotland isn't like it's only i say like maybe a couple of thousand miles from like where scotland is but oh. we're still within that region of where yeah. iceland and scotland of, so, yeah. of ridiculous colds of like why <laughs> You, you, you've got to be built different to, to, to but then it's funny though because yeah. even like with Puerto Rico and, and San Fran like the, the thing that gets me with those places is like the extreme heat right because then sometimes it's mm. just so warm all the time oh, you're not actually getting any balance no especially in Puerto Rico uh mm. San Francisco we do have like hot burst throughout the year where right. most of the time it's a very mm. like stable um i'm sorry i don't i i don't know celsius very well so I'll just use no 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 that's fine. <laughs> you use, you use we're, we're 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 you know it's america we do everything stupid uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh so out here we're constantly like between anywhere from like 55 to 70 degrees right, um yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, I'll I'll check it. Hold on. I can tell you just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it, check it. <laughs> Fahrenheit and Celsius. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, so like ten, like ten over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten degrees so, Celsius. Yeah. So it's always like that, and then occasionally, yeah. occasionally, you'll have a day where it's like eighty degrees or ninety degrees, oh, wow. and it's like, right. and and because we are so used to a normal weather out here. There's no mm. such thing as like air conditioner here. Like it's, right. it's, the Jesus. houses aren't built that way. So oh the days God. that it gets really hot, like 
it's like i'm just like everyone in their house is melting my cat's melting my boyfriend's melting like (laughs) i have to take a lot of i have to use the tablet because like my you know satik screen is too hot i'm like it's horrible (laughs) but it's very lucky that we only have it rarely however in puerto rico that's just the norm It's another world. Yeah. It's a tropical it's a, island, you know. Different part of the planet. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. but yeah, it just made me realize like like in Puerto Rico, you only have like, you know, summer is the season. It's like cold summer and then mm-hmm. like a Warm little summer. light and then yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> the colors <laughs> change a tiny little bit in the season yeah. in a way that's really subtle, but it's yeah. noticeable. Um yeah. but yeah, it's it's uh and then I went to San Francisco that has no seasons. Mm. I lived well, I lived in Florida for a while, a place that also has no seasons. Yeah. So the idea of seasons is a very in- interesting one for me, just because it's like yeah. it's a foreign. I mean, that, I've I've seen so many people who are that in forms of art as well, because they love like sometimes when it gets to fall and winter because the, the landscapes change so dramatically. So it's beautiful to paint. Mm-hmm. But then of course if you live somewhere where the, the scene doesn't change too much, you're kind of looking for inspiration. Like it's funny now where like you've had such a massive career you know, like Magic, ILM, Avengers, you've done all these amazing movies. Like, where does your art mind now? You know, because you've achieved so much. Like, what's what's the next mountain for you to climb? Oh. Yeah, that's a big question. Oh. I know. But like, hey, yeah. hey, Gordy. All the best questions know? here. Damn. All the best questions here. I, I mean, even, even, yeah. even your professional work, but like, cause I know yeah. sometimes when guys get to such a professional level, like they start more inflection on their personal stuff. Cause like yeah. we're talking about the Hades picture behind you when we started the interview, right? Because you were doing that stuff as like fun, right? You love the game. You love the studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to do something to attribute towards it. So it is so that fun. more your mindset now? All the characters are so hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Chensi. <laughs> thank you, Chensi. Oh my God. Yeah. Her art. Wow. wow. Um, so, so that's a super interesting question because it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like I've, uh, you know, before we started the podcast, I, you know, one of the things mm-hmm. uh, I was discussing is just these has probably been some of the busiest years of my life where it's just mm-hmm. been like, you know, one major project and usually mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have one major project and usually I have like one or two side projects and mm-hmm. They've consistently, you know, every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to be better about the balance of things. And I'm only going right. to say yes to really cool things. Well, like the really cool things. And oh, God, I wish I could talk to you about it. Maybe after this. In private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It's <laughs> but all good. When it's released, you bet your butt I'm going to just be like, uh no but it's but it's one of those things where it's like certain projects came up where i'm like oh i can't say no to this oh i guess it's shit. yeah <laughs> um and so you know i've kind of found myself in a place where i am doing a lot of the things that i love but mm-hmm. i'm working to an unsustainable point so my goal next year is to slow things down a lot um right. you know to try to be a little to, to try to try to ease you know like my excitement even to things that I really love and mm-hmm. and because I think yes I I've devoted like the last two years and a half or so mm-hmm. to more client projects and to more client work um yeah. and it's been really 
it's been really exciting because I've grown a lot in that time. It's just frustrating because mm -hmm. I can't show that growth. Like I can't be like, hey, look at this like massive keyframe that I did with like, yeah. you know, 50 figures and like yeah. a crazy background because I've been really yeah. loving, you know, that like, you know, making scenes and making characters that fit within scenes and working with environments and the lighting and, and like that to me has been something that I've been falling deeper and deeper in love with in the past, like, you know, three, four yeah. years. Um, but I can't show that to anybody. So I think like one of the things that I would like for 2022 is a slower year where mm -hmm. I do get to focus on more of my personal work, where I do get to go back in oils or even in some of the digital, but I get to explore what's next. Because when it comes to my personal work, I've mm. kind of been in a, not necessarily a rut, but um, uh, I've been compilating a lot of my work from the past like decade. <laughs> it feels mm. weird to say decade, but hey, so yeah. yeah. Um, and I noticed that like, was really fascinated with certain subjects for mm -hmm. a very long time, you know, in, in my own personal work. And yeah. I kept thinking, like, I don't feel the need to explore those subjects anymore. You know, they, they are kind of like comfort subjects, like, you know, right. draped figures. I think I will always have a fascination for draped figures. But like, you know, a solitary uh figure with a black background and you know something you know melancholic about it i still love the feeling about it but i want to explore past those boundaries like i want to be like okay what if it is in a solitaire figure where it's like 20 different figures they're all very depressed yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> they're all very bummed out clear but yeah. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever you know someone's stubbed yeah. their toe whether it has a tummy ache you know like whatever reason you want to give them uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh i want to like explore and i want to make bigger scenes i want to you know make like paintings that like really push me mm. um in the way that my client work has pushed me these past couple years so yeah. i think like if i were to be like hey 2022 here's my wish it would yeah. be less work for more money haha -ha! <laughs> the dream. Um, yeah the dream um uh you know uh for the cool projects to just wait for a year <laughs> so that i can take a year to be a little slower to travel yep. japan and to mm -hmm. focus on my work a little bit more and another thing i've been doing um i want to study again like so i'm cool. currently taking a class uh well uh it's about to end but i'm currently mm. taking a class with kevin chen on uh, oh, cool. analytical uh, figure drawing because I learned nice. I learned the you know a very atelier method of anatomy where it's like very right. observational very yep. like observe what you're seeing and then put it down mm -hmm. on paper and yep. my understanding of anatomy before then was kind of a constructive one but it was a very basic you know, mannequin frame type of situation. Kevin yep. is an incredible teacher and he yep. has been teaching uh, just how like all the muscles work together, they're, how they look. And it almost feels yep. like a medical course without having to remember all the names of things. Right. <laughs> then yeah. I would fail yeah. immediately. Um, but it's funny because like even by the first class, like he just said a couple things where it's like, 
oh, I know these landmarks and I've known them for a long time. But now mm-hmm. I, I understand them. Now I know where they're there. And my sketching just became totally different. And yeah. so I'm kind of addicted to that. I want to like take more, learn more for a while, go into a period of like, okay, I've, you know, you do the, you work for so long. And yeah. while you're working, there's not a lot of room to learn, you know, because yes. you have to provide a service. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to take just even a brief moment to take a couple workshops from artists I admire or, yeah. you know, even if it's just to listen in and just to learn mm-hmm. or to join them and teach or whatever it may be, you know. So Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, I found the opposite where I had so much time before I got my actual full-time gig. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm working full-time, I, you know, I want to do stuff like learn Blender or, yeah. you know, learn new techniques in 3D. But, you know, I'm 40-odd I'm hours a week in my job. So, like, you know, when I finish, I'm kind of like, I don't want to do any more 3D because I spent oh, no. so many years yeah. studying to get here. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed the fact that like I get to just chill at night and sit oh, yeah. and watch TV. You know yeah. I mean, so I think there's a time for everything. Um, mm-hmm. I posted uh, not too long ago uh, some of my, uh, you know, what I call comfort sketch. And the comfort sketch is yeah. literally like things that I just don't even think about. I'm just like, face, person, oh, that's kind of fun. You know, like, like it's, it's, it's mindless. I'm not, you know, because you put so much thought into your art all the time, you need a place to just like, yeah. And someone commented like, oh my God, like, it's crazy that you have the time to, you know, do these kind of sketches. Cause like, you know, I, art for so long has been work for me that like, I, right. I don't even want to do that. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, I told them that like, oh, this is a very rare occurrence for me, but I, I generally do believe that there is a time and place and our creativity kind of ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And if you're working full time as an artist, like it's so unreasonable <laughs> To ask of yourself to also do sketches on the side and also do all these things, um, you know, yeah. I think it's important to do personal work, though, because that does feed your soul uh, yeah. and that does, like, help you combat, uh, you know, the client work where it's you in service of other people, other people's yes. vision. And you do need yeah. to nurture your vision. But if mm-hmm. you're like been working for so long and you're exhausted, your vision can calm down for a second. You know, <laughs> like you can like yeah. take a break. Um, and then as things slow down, like you'll find yourself wanting to do the extra stuff on the side. And of course, um, you know, especially I think this is especially true for people who've been working in the industry for a while. It may not yeah. be so for people who've just joined in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. who are just like so excited, full of energy. I'm gonna do everything, you know, yeah. which is totally fine. That's a that's a stage yeah. in life. But after mm-hmm. you're in it for a couple of years, you're just like, man, I'm I'm tired. I gave all my energy to this, and sometimes yeah. you need a break. And creativity needs that. It needs rest. Yeah. We talked about that with one of the guests not too long ago where like for the longest time I just couldn't find the fun in art anymore because when I initially Mm -hmm. started I was Mm -hmm. so hyped and so like let's go let's leave this career that I hate that's boring let's go chase my dream let's go do this shit and uh, for years and years I grinded and travelled and met people and done all these events and eventually I just got to a point I just I hated sitting at my desk but then as soon as I got my job and I had money to eat to support myself to pay my mm-hmm. bills mm-hmm. you know there was it was almost like the pressure came off and I just totally rediscovered 
that mm-hmm. I loved art. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a weird thing that happens. But yeah, it's, <laughs> you've got to almost rediscover it constantly. Yeah. It's like yeah. a marriage or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> you go off and cheat for a couple of months and come back. <laughs> it's a beautiful functional one where even at its best you still are like oh i need a break you know (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, of course yeah yeah. (laughs) no no Uh, but no no it's it's true we just go through phases like um even i like i i don't know if it was like the exhaustion of like so many years just going really really hard but like yeah you know this this i'm just exiting a you know artist block where i'm just like ugh, I'm, I'm just very tired and like yeah. you know i have all these paintings that are due and i'm going to do them to the best of my ability and whenever i sit down the paint like yeah. you know i'm always in it like it, it's it's mm-hmm. like a button that clicks where i'm like oh safe place or oh temple or like this is this is a great place to be but before yeah. then before i get to sit down and paint like it's the anticipation that i'm like oh i don't want to work i just want to like lay oh, here yeah. and read a book and just, you know you get very tired but I'm now getting my energy back. Um, and I think it's mostly like different things will do it. Sometimes it's a project you're really excited about. Sometimes mm. it's a, you know, you learning something new and you want to apply it right away. Uh, yeah. You know, like there's it could be so many different things that will spark it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's time off, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's just one of those things where it's like the damaging thing that we do to ourselves, though, is that we have this vision of what the perfect working professional is. And right. and it's so often such a machine, such a like, it's more of machine than human. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, we want to be the artist that works all the time, has to freelance, mm-hmm. is also working on personal stuff, like is posting constantly, is learning yeah. constantly. And mm-hmm. somewhere in between there, you have to make time for family, for friends, for other things. Yeah. So it's like, it's so... <laughs> crazy our kids eventually if you want kids as well like have families and jesus christ yeah like that's yeah that's yeah the thing. yeah i mean i mean that it's one of these things where i've seen people do it but then sometimes it's at the sacrifice of their personal life where <clears throat> they're in super big studios and they've had kids and families but then they spend so much time at their work like their kids never see them and so it's mm-hmm. like it's what as from every industry i've came from before mm-hmm. this industry stands alone where because people are so passionate about their work and love what they do Studios will constantly take advantage of that to oh, the yeah. point where you're burnt out constantly and then thrown out when you're done. Um, I remember Alan McKay talked about when he was like 19 and working in like on these films in Vancouver. Like he was, you know, running about working, you know, 80, 90 hours a week and he was on every project and trying to help people with stuff with VFX. And one of the guys sat him down and he was like, you know, this doesn't matter. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, they're going to use you because you can do all this stuff for them. And they'll just mm-hmm. constantly use you because you're willing to work mm-hmm. nine hours a week. But they're not here nine hours a week. And then when you're burnt out and tired, they'll just throw you to the side and you'll be left, you know, destroyed, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to, to find that balance because so many kids, mm-hmm. like I say, as we talked about the interview, want to come into the industry and just do anything to get the work, including mm-hmm. working crazy contracts. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it, bad. It's a... It's a, it's a tricky situation because like you want to when you're starting out you really do want to just put your foot in the door and like yeah. that will often mean yes I'll do anything yes I'll I'll just do it whatever it is you need yeah. but it's yeah. uh, it's a easy way for people to take advantage and mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, there's so many resources now to how, you know, good working relationships should be. Um, And if you have any questions, you could just ask, you know, go on like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mm -hmm. I find not very good for conversations because you can never tell who responds to you. The layouts, the layouts very poor. Uh, mm-hmm. But you could just ask and or even yeah. hear interviews to what it's like or um, and, the, you know, or even ask your peers, you know, people who are mm-hmm. also entering the industry. Hey, yeah. what's this like for you? Um, mm-hmm. Is this good? Is this healthy? And mm-hmm. because, yeah, companies, people, people, people mm-hmm. themselves, individuals and our teams and stuff like they'll mm-hmm. always try their best for their workers. Right. Mm-hmm. But corporations, companies, their whole, you know, their whole purpose is to make profit at all cost. Yeah. And wherever they can cut to make that profit, they will. So yeah. one of the best advice that I got, uh, you know, starting out is mm-hmm. like, you know, I was starting out and I was going really hard. I was working overtime, trying mm-hmm. to do my very best. And yeah. this, uh, my lead at a time, Carolina Tello, uh, who's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. She sat me down one day. She's like, hey, Carla. So mm-hmm. I want to say first and foremost, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. But you're giving it 100%. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, yay. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. I need mm-hmm. you to give mm-hmm. me 60%. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, 60 sounds good. 60, 55. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And Why? she's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's just like, because if you're always at 100%, people mm-hmm. are going to expect you to do 100%. And that's Absolutely. unsustainable. And yeah. the day that you won't be at 100%, that's the way that where people will be like, mm, she's not giving it her all. They won't appreciate it. So yeah. give it your 60%. And, mm-hmm. you know, give good work, but mm-hmm. save your 100% for very, very specific moments in your career. And it was yeah. some of the best advice I had. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just, uh, it, I, we could go on forever on, like, the, <laughs> yeah. the way corporations yeah. I mean, like, the whole, I mean, it's <laughs> it's, I think it's different within, like, films, right? Because films are, like, a separate entity for games. Games are separate entity for TV, you know, like, but then I think there's a whole revelation within that whole industry because, you know, you think about the film industry, it's only been up like 100 years. The game industry has only been really going for, what, maybe 40, 50 years? Yeah. So, like, the changes we're seeing now, especially with the Me Too movement and, like, the studios and all that stuff that's happening, that's just an element of, like, chucking all the 90s mentality out the window yeah. and trying to, like, move it forward into, like, the 21st century. Yeah. Um, and some of the, the stories are crazy, like, but then... Yeah. It needs to be done because we can't sustainably go on that way forever where people, I mean, like, yeah. there was a story years and years ago, my, my creative director, Matt, when he was, I mean, he left Lucas at the time to go work in Stormfront, I think, and uh, even they had a couple of interviews and one of them was at EA and he was, like, walking about the, the floor at one point and they were like, oh, this would be your desk, would be these are your colleagues and some dudes had, like, sleeping bags on the floor because they were, like, staying at the studio oh. overnight and he, oh. he was like, okay, that's cool, oh. well, thanks for showing me about it, I'm going to leave now. Bye! <laughs> As he should. No, no, it's it's yeah. it's horrifying. We're, we're, we're and and yeah, no. And then you think mm-hmm. about like the amount of money like that mm-hmm. these companies make out of your you yeah. know art artistic labor, and how yeah. it's so often like compensated like nothing. So it's yeah. like no, no, no. Certain practices need to change right now. 
But even yeah. like even even like on a historical level, right? Right. Let's take mm-hmm. it back to like you know families and and being mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite stories is of this artist called Walter Everest, who happens to be one of my favorite artists. When I saw his work for the first time, you know, it's like, oh my god, this is like you know mm-hmm. a golden age illustrator type dude. Yeah, and there's not that much artwork of his because mm-hmm. um you know in the middle of his career close to the height mm-hmm. of his career he went on a rage and burned all of his artwork wow. and he led a very lonely and sad and miserable life because right. he was so obsessed with his work he alienated everybody in his life he right. not only he alienated his like wife his kids they mm-hmm. were just like you know what mm-hmm. we're done with you see ya and yeah. he also like was a nightmare to work with because he was so obsessed he couldn't let it go that like mm-hmm. his editors would be like mm-hmm. okay it's like mm-hmm. four months where's the work <laughs> and he's like it's not done yet it's not done yet um but there's so many stories of that uh you know even when you look at like history and, and like artists like mm-hmm. who you know do reach great heights but it comes at a cost yep. and and like for example, oh god, I'm trying to remember which one specifically. What like Mead Schaefer? Mm-hmm. I think it was Mead Schaefer. Was he mm-hmm. the one? Uh, god, I'm trying to remember. It was one of them. I I'm pretty sure it was Mead Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a. Now I'm like, it should Mead Schaefer. Here, you might need to edit <laughs> this because I'm like, hold on, hold you on. can, you can. Mead we're live. We're all good. You, you look up chef. You need to look up. I'm, I don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mead Schaefer, uh, fifty states paintings was that this one was he the one that did that uh yes yes he did oh nailed it uh so meet schaefer um a prolific uh illustrator in the golden age his work is incredible he decides i'm going to do my magnus opus and i'm going to travel to all 50 states and i'm going to do illustrations of all 50 states and he oh, wow. did it, um, if I'm not mistaken, in a span of about two years. But he oh, wrecked nice. himself so much that he couldn't be an illustrator anymore. He had wow. like incredible paints in his body. And so he had to retire from the thing that he loved. And he, um, he basically just like, you know, went off. Uh, I think it was, mm. he ended up in New Jersey. And all mm-hmm. he did was just like the occasional, uh, the occasional like painting that he did. Um, and fun fact, he also died of a heart attack at the Society of Illustrators. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so when you go when you go to New York and you visit the Society of Illustrators, which I hear was a den of decadence. Because <laughs> all the, those artists were like the debaucherous type that used to take their mistresses out there. And so oh you God. go to these halls and you're like, these paintings are beautiful. And then you listen to all these stories and you're like, man, artists are just gnarly. They're like, wow, a BDSM community meets illustrators. This is interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Back in like when? The 19, yeah. 1980s yeah. around there. Okay, I mean, it's crazy, like, even to think, like, just so many people that are just raunchy, like, you know, horrible people. Oh, God. <laughs> like, we think yeah. of them as such so refined. Like, for example, Anders Sorn. Um, oh, his, yeah. wife, his wife is really funny because Anders Sorn mm-hmm. did all these, like, beautiful, elegant, like, portraitures. Mm-hmm. 
But in mm-hmm. his free time, and by the way, all these artists and mm-hmm. Sorn, Sargent, all of them were always wanting to have like their own time to do their own personal work. That was their thing. Like Sargent mm-hmm. hated the society portraits he had to do nonstop. Like he just yeah, wanted yeah. to do his own thing. And so was Sorn. Sorn was very similar. But he would yeah. draw these like, you know, be really elegant, you know, beautiful women. They were all naked though. And at the time that was like, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. and and so his wife used to be like, oh, my my husband, he's mm-hmm. like so elegant, but he's also like <laughs> He's got like you know the taste of a farmer, so she used to yeah. be like he's like he's so raunchy, he's so raunchy. But then, like, <laughs> but then it's funny though because did you actually? I don't know if you contributed or not, but did you contribute to hardcover? Hardcover? Oh no, yeah. I didn't get to. Uh, poor, right. poor Spiridon is, is always trying to be like, hey Carla, join my book, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I got like fifty things going on, Spiridon. I love you, but please. Yeah, because there was a whole there was a whole thing ages ago where Instagram and Dartus I knew at the time who were doing raunchy stuff, but then it was almost like not sexual, but like it was a way they wanted to express their artwork in that yeah. sense and draw figures like that. And hardcover obviously came about from that because people obviously on Instagram were getting blocked or you know uh, you know taken off the, the, the system. And Spiridon saw a gap where he was like, "Well, why don't we make a book and collect that stuff?" Mm-hmm. Um, because like, look, consenting adults across the world. BDSM, polyamory, gay, bi, straight, whatever you guys want to do, float your own boat. Like we're all here for free love. Um, and I think it's a great way that people can express that stuff. And I think more projects like that probably should exist because there yeah. is a part of your artistry where you think to an extent about the darker side of human existence, sexuality, mm-hmm. and that's the stuff you try to pour into your work and your mm-hmm. paintings. And it's weird. I think we've almost lost that because there's so much you know, Photoshop, Adobe, Substance, like there's so many tools and digital aspects. People want to get back to the human experience that is mm-hmm. art. And it's hard to, I think, clear the digital barricade and push through with your sketchbooks to stuff that you still find is, you know, for, for people that was fun, that was exploring, that was the dangerous side of art. And we kind of lose it now because <laughs> you're drawing superheroes, so, right? Isn't it kind of silly though that like mm. something as natural as sex is considered the dangerous aspect of art as opposed to like, actual violent imagery <laughs> that is like you know exactly. like we're so comfortable exactly. with like extraordinarily gory and awful violence but like mm-hmm. oh my god someone's Somebody's having up, sex someone's having sex <laughs> you know, like, call the newspapers <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's man. so weird it's so yeah. so weird i've i've always been like what the hell society specifically in america america it's like it's like you will have the most insane, like, violence yeah. ever. But Lord forbid yeah. there's, like, a male genitalia or any kind of oh. genitalia on a screen. Goodness, no. <laughs> yeah, I was. I remember watching the, 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 uh, the documentaries by Louis Thoreau where he talked about how, especially between porn and brothels, like, with America in general, it's such a, a cell-sex country yeah. that they still are so taboo about the whole subject, even though half of their industries are built on it like it's like yeah mind-blowing yeah that's yeah. it the majority of the industries are open built way <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and then he talks about like the world's oldest profession because he talks about how back in oh, the yeah. west the, the whorehouses were, yeah. were places where people would raise money to help build the town mm. like it was you know so it, it's a thing where that just that whole three four hundred years is just it feels like you've never really came forward well, any more steps. It's yeah. it's really it's really interesting because it is the world's oldest profession, but it was also like 
you know, for women uh, at those times. It was a poem. Yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. their job, and it was and it was like <laughs> one of their best methods for them to gain their own agency. And it yeah. wasn't seen as like, oh, I'm like, it's it's like I'm degrading myself. No, it was like, right. oh, I'm providing for myself. I don't have to have a husband. I don't have to right. do anything. I'm my own free woman. And right. and there's something really crazy about that when you're just like, oh, especially when you find out you're right. Like <laughs> certain American towns were founded from bathrooms. And built. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. And then the, even watching the documentary the other day about just how women in general have came forward so far in like industry, especially with an artistic industries because you know yeah. it used to be that you needed a husband or a partner because you couldn't God, really financially yeah. hold yourself up as much but now like you know people women specifically have so much money behind them within industry and structure mm-hmm. that it's like a lot of people like don't want to have kids they don't want to get married they just <laughs> want to have a career so and then people are looking women are looked down on that right like oh, you don't yeah. want to have kids like how terrible and or, or you're so career focused why can't you have a family or or stop you know and slow down but the world has changed so rapidly so quickly right it's like yeah it's a great time but it's like because it's such a great time of change there's so much turmoil right there's yeah. so much up in the air yeah i mean and it's it's uh sorry i was also looking i'm like oh i need to to find out because it's a it's a, it's a yeah. great story um mm. uh so so the first and foremost yeah it's just a if you look at it in a historic context and as an mm. artist, it's a great time yeah. for me, for me yes. as a, and for most, you know, other female yeah. or, you know, or, or queer mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any kind of gender orientation artist, because it is a more, mm-hmm. you know, there's a long way to go clearly, you know, as yes. we, as we hear some of the stories that have been mm-hmm. covered, but in, in a historic sense, like mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, I am able to, do art under my name and it is seen as you know as you know oh great that's a wonderful thing as opposed to historically like you have like even like what the renaissance artemisia uh Mm -hmm. she 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 went through horrible things she there were so many Mm -hmm. artists throughout history where like Mm -hmm. there were women but they had to publish their art under their husbands or men oh yeah there was a movie recently about that with Uh one of the women who drew the big eyes paintings and her husband took all the credit yeah yeah yeah. and uh to go back to the golden age of illustrators too Mm -hmm. there was even a fantastic group of um of artists they all studied under um oh god uh not not why am i saying phil hale yeah uh <laughs> phil hale is a fantastic <laughs> I, it is not a day uh it's not a day uh for good names for me golden age illustrator you don't have to be, have to be uh you don't have to be factually accurate it's, it's all good but yeah, but this is a big one. Like Golden yeah, Age yeah, Illustrators uh, was just the 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 father Howard Pyle. Jesus, Phil. Why am I thinking? Oh, Phil? Yeah. But yeah, so they all studied <laughs> under Howard Pyle, and mm-hmm. it's like a it was a community of women, and they formed mm-hmm. a little group called that they used to call the Red Rose Girls, and it was okay. like it was basically uh, Elizabeth Shipping Green, uh, mm-hmm. Violet Oakley. There's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesse, I think her name was Jesse Wilcox. But anyway, mm-hmm. and there's like one more there whose name I don't remember. But it was like a group of mm-hmm. four women. They were all right. fantastic painters, muralists. Uh, mm-hmm. They've, you know, they did all the things. And what they did is that they made a house and they mm-hmm. all like made an oath to each other to never marry. Mm-hmm. Because if they marry, then they couldn't be painters anymore. They had to go help out the husband. They had to assume certain responsibilities. Right. And they lived together 
for quite a long time and they thrived in that scene mm -hmm. and it was uh uh some of the work that they did was just fantastic and yeah. it ended when one of the women did indeed uh marry and like it was it was a very tumultuous time for them because they thought, oh, mm -hmm. how could she marry? How could she? Mm -hmm. And it broke down that route. Um, and they, some of them didn't even talk to each other for a long time because of that. Wow. So that's how much of a big deal <laughs> it was. <laughs> that's how difficult it was. Like nowadays, if like yeah. a lady was like, fuck you, I'm going to continue with it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 historically it's it's a good time. It's just a good time to be an artist in general. Like yeah, it's yeah. the ability to have your work be seen and the, the many by so many people all over the world and the ability to yeah. contact and see the work of so many mm -hmm. people in the world. Uh yeah. that that is is peculiar and that is just mm -hmm. a, a fantastic thing and seeing the ebbs and flows and how things develop and the new work that comes out and the new techniques right. that come out and the wonderful things that people do. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting time to be an artist. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I mean, if you want to, because everybody has a phone, right? You can easily yeah. open either a Facebook or an Instagram account, DeviantArt, ArtStation. Yeah. These are all free sites. And if your work is good enough, like, I mean, people always gave me this question, even people now, students I have start this whole thing of like, you know how do i get people to see my work what's the best way to get exposure and i'm like if your work is good enough people yeah. will find you yeah every time you don't have to worry about paying for exposure or paying instagram for advertised revenue like if you make um, awesome shit yeah. people will want you to make awesome shit for them it's always been the case yeah yep it's yeah. how it goes it's 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 really frustrating right because you want to you want to tell people like hey like it is easy but it's not like you want to tell people yeah. that you know hey if you have this one mega hit in, in the internet you'll yeah. get it but yeah. in reality it all just comes down to the work that you have especially yeah. for if you want to join an industry right yeah. like especially like the entertainment industry like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter um and here's the thing too it doesn't matter how many followers you have for this mm -hmm. industry what matters is that the right people see your work mm -hmm. if it, your work yes. is ready like yeah. we had a discussion not too long ago um me and a couple of friends because on twitter there was this whole big artist small artist thing which is kind of very silly to me because oh my god it's that's the reason i contacted you that was the whole reason i messaged you a year ago about the argument you had with that dude oh my god yeah I always have arguments with people. I need to. I've calmed. I've calmed down a lot in that. Uh, to be honest, yeah, because it's just not worth it. It's it's too nah, much brain power. It's, it's You're exhausting. You're screaming in an empty void. I mean, like, oh, it's too yeah. much. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but like, recently there was a really silly argument where it's like, oh, big artists, this, and you know, number one, like most artists that like it, it tries to put like followers a number of followers as some kind of class system which is really silly because okay. because that's not how it goes like at the end of the day like most yeah. of us in this industry are like middle class you know lower middle yeah. class sometimes us, yeah. sometimes we slide onto poverty because this is a very feast and famine type of yes. space you know sometimes yeah. you're doing really wonderfully um if you're very 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 lucky you'll make it to upper middle class 
And like maybe one percent, two percent of people in this industry are a yep. little bit higher. But I I can't even think of them. I am like who like and yeah. and not not through working with clients. That only happens mm-hmm. with people who end up doing television shows or right. get like you know crazy book deals or you know so many other things. Yeah. But it's a very it's it's like a very like. It's a very superficial um, argument, the idea of like equating followers to success, because that's not how it goes, specifically for artists in our industry. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I would much rather, if your interest is to be an artist in this industry, a small curated following of Mm -hmm. like people that have hiring power, people who are in the industry is Mm -hmm. far far better than a massive Mm -hmm. following of people who just like your work that might not be able to hire you or that don't even have a buying power you know like if you if you want to do commissions for a living right like Mm -hmm. a small group of people that are fans of your work that do have buying power is much better than a massive group of people that like don't um there's Mm -hmm. only few instances that i can think of where like having a large following is helpful for example if you're doing like a uh teaching gig or something like that where you do want a lot of people to see it and where people who might not have the ability that but they want the ability you'll see it that's helpful Mm -hmm. or if you're a fine artist or anything that requires hype you know that where there's like a collector base sometimes they will look at you know oh how many mm-hmm. people see it because you want it to be like you want to buy something that's famous that you know from someone that's perceived as famous or if you just right. want to be like a you know a personality right where it's more right. of like an influencer than an artist then that is helpful because that yeah. the follower metric is utilized but not yeah. to be like an artist in the industry painting. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody's like, oh wow, did you did you see our new hire? They have like a hundred thousand followers. Like nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, like it'll blow like so many people's mind to know how many incredible artists are in this industry who have zero social media presence. They're just like, no, they refuse. But people know their work. The right people saw their brilliant work. And they don't need to be on it. I, I yeah, want- I mean, like it's yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Obviously, <clears throat> what you're talking yeah. about, but then it's, it's it's a thing where one of the things I'd done earlier in my career back in 2018. I mean, you'll probably not remember this, right? But like, mm-hmm. I walked up to you when you were drunk with Cynthia at THU <laughs> in 2018. And I was like, Carla, sign my sketchbook, please. And she was like, cool. And you were like, oh, I'd probably draw something, but I'm drunk. So like, yeah, but something <laughs> might draw. But then like, I had the balls to walk up to you and be like, You're hey, Carla. What? Hell yeah. And then, it, But it was the same with Raph Gazette. Like the reason I got work with Raph and now is yeah. my friend. Yeah. Is because I walked up to him at THU and I was like, oh, I really love your work. Yeah. Do you want to get a beer? And he yeah. was like, cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's this whole thing where people think going up to meeting people like you is you know, it's something like you're going to turn around and be like, fuck off. Like, you know, you're, you're no! small time, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're the total opposite. You're so lovely. Because no, um, I, I was I was nobody, right? But then, like, I came along and you were like, hey, what's happening? And who are you? And I was like, oh, Carl, I love your work. Please say something. Especially if I'm drunk because I get really like, yeah. Yay! <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, you're, you're so correct. Like, like mm. at the end of the day, like, meeting people, like, like going to events like that and like yep. politely reaching out to the people that you're like i really love your work um mm-hmm. 
can you help me or can mm. you like give me some thoughts or can you just sign this like she done it with Ian and Ian was a huge figure as well oh yeah well mm-hmm. well the thing is that like we've all been there you know we all started yeah. from somewhere so we know and, and understand deeply the pain of what it's like to not know where you're headed to not yeah. know what's missing and sometimes mm-hmm. you just need someone to be like, "Hey, give you directions, right?" Like, like exactly in the way as like it's 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 as it's as simple as like, "Hey, I'm trying to get to this spot. Can you tell me how do I get there?" <laughs> and like it's like the art equivalent of you going, "Oh, okay, we'll take a left here and then find yeah. it." Like that's it. We're just talking about terrain here. Um, yeah. So, so it shouldn't come with a "Hey, fuck off," you know, like. Mm. Uh, and unless unless you meet the rare ass artist, which by the way they don't last very long in the industry, they're very very rare. Um, yeah. Just because people like to work with nice people, and it's such yeah. a cutthroat. Uh, well, it's not cutthroat, but it's so in demand that like people will be like, "Hey, you're very talented. You're very wonderful at what you do." Yeah. But you yourself are not wonderful to work with. So yeah. maybe on special occasions. But hey, yeah, yeah. look at those other people. They're new. They yeah, might yeah. not be as good, but they're wonderful mm-hmm. to work with. And people always opt for that. So, mm-hmm. so but most yeah. folks are very giving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, the industry is so small in a sense. Not that there's so few people, but because of the communication routes, things mm-hmm. track quickly. Like if you are a bad person to work with or a bad person in general, then those people are zeroed out quite quickly and yeah. word will spread super fast about you know things that i mean like even the thing i always tell people is like if you have an interview at a studio and you're walking physically through the door they already know you're a good artist right what they're interviewing mm-hmm. is is this person a cycle yes. can we have them in our studio this is what yeah. they're really looking yeah 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 so many, of those, so many of those meetings are lunch meetings right you go to lunch with people and sit in a social queue and like oh have a conversation about the day or what you've been up to and mm-hmm. if you can hold a normal physical conversation with another human being that goes so far in yeah. this industry yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's really all about being a sweetheart which is why i'm always like telling telling people like don't just don't be a jerk just be a good person yeah. even online because like i i worry mm-hmm. very much um and and I, I i believe like for example a place like twitter um in particular mm-hmm. but most mm-hmm. other places like how they yeah. get engagement is through anger right like that's the thing that gets the most clicks that's the thing that gets the most hype and so like <laughs> It's always gives you this perception of, oh, in order to be popular and in order yeah. to be desired, uh, I need to also have a hot take, right? But what people don't mm. understand is like that doesn't work when you want to enter a specific industry, especially one as small as ours. I've seen so many us. It breaks my heart because I've seen a lot of people who in their profile, they're like, I want to work in illustration. I want to work in animation. I want to work in concept art. And Mm -hmm. they're treating people like shit for no reason whatsoever. You know, like Mm -hmm. if there was a solid reason, like, oh, this person was like known harasser, you know, then then it's like, okay, that's, but some people are just like, oh, I disagree with you on this. I'm going to treat you like Mm -hmm. ass, you know? Uh, or or simple things like i like pasta well i'm like such a you know how dare you the pasta (laughs) industry is bullshit you know like you monster (laughs) and and they treat people like shit and and it's one Mm. of those things where it's like 
like, oh, I, I really want to tell so many people because like we have conversations about this often where it's like yeah. sometimes it'll be the topic of the day and it gets mm -hmm. very, very heated and people get very mm -hmm. heated at each other. And while that mm -hmm. happens, you'll have a bunch of professionals that are getting like treated like shit online and it's just like, oh, well, I'm mm -hmm. just going to block it. But that's how you cut off your your venue to enter this. And and it's things that like the thing that's most frustrating is if you were to see a person face to face, you would never have mm -hmm. a conversation like that. Exactly. Like, exactly. You, you could disagree yeah. all day. And that is fine mm -hmm. because we're humans. We were meant to disagree. But if I were to be like, hey, listen, Gordy, I don't like, you know, I like pasta and I know that mm -hmm. you dislike it. But let's have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, like it, it could be as simple yeah. as that. And you'll find really mm -hmm. interesting things about mm -hmm. why, you know, you'll find more common ground than you realize. But online, mm -hmm. it's so easy, especially, you know, a place that rewards anger like Twitter. Yeah. So, so be kind to people, even online, like, because yeah. that shit, that shit can haunt you and that shit can, like, I mean, like, the, the two examples I can think of off the top of my head, and one is like, you know, with me being vegetarian, I've yeah. had so many conversations with people who are like, oh, that's really cool. That's really brave of you to do that. That's yeah. great that you're making a choice to help the earth. And, and then you'll meet the other people who are like, oh, you're a fucking idiot, bacon. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then exactly the same thing where like, I remember when Last of Us came out, I think it was last year, Last of Us 2. Yeah. And Frank Sung put up his 3D sculpt of Abby. Who, of course, you know, in the game is quite. Yeah. I'm not going to say she's not feminine, but like she has, like, she's yeah, more fit. muscular tones. She's, exactly. She's wonderful. She's a. Totally, I, I follow people on, on, on that, like uh, like that on Instagram, who have yeah. like, incredible bodies. And they, yeah. but then there was a whole section in his art station comments where people were like shouting abuse, fighting each other. I was like, Jesus uh, Christ. Like, yeah. oh my God. Just, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. The voice actors, crazy. the voice actors got death threats. And you're just like, kidding me man like calm wow. down and <laughs> and, and you'd have artists you know young or not so young but like mm -hmm. people who want to join the industry like commenting on the art and just shitting on it and you're just like why 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 i mean just be nice just it cost you nothing to be nice to people it like, you absolutely fuck all yeah mm. <laughs> and it's and it's like <laughs> Not everything has to be so catastrophic. That it has to be an to, argument. They have to yeah. wage battle. I will wage yeah. battle for not strong arms. Carla, I have. I'm not. I'm not joking here. I have seen people fight between watercolors versus acrylics. I joke you not. I have. Like, I've seen people go fucking ham that, like, you use water. I didn't use water, but what's that all about? Like, oh, my God. Shut up. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I, I'm pretty fucking done with social media, to be honest. I think I, we all are. I, 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 yeah, we're, we all are. Because it's like, yeah. you know... You wanted to We grew up with Facebook. Like, Facebook's yeah. been... I was, I've been there since its, its inception, and... Yeah, I think it's done more harm than good, personally, for a lot of I, Yeah, honestly, especially with, like, a lot of the Facebook uh, whistleblowers <laughs> that come out. Oh, God, and yeah. they're just like, yeah. yeah, no, we do reward, you know, anger and yeah. hate and division. And yeah. Us. And you're just like, especially, oh. yeah, I mean, the last couple of years, especially because, like, <laughs> you being in America, oh, Trump, right? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not even go there, but, like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was, a, that was a whole thing for oh, four years. Oh, that was a thing. Uh yeah. I mean, I mean, we're still feeling the repercussions of all that, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done, I've done the 
I done the Black Lives Matter panel and yeah. the heat of that. And I had guys on like Philip Booty Jr. Oh, and Kevin Smith and beautiful a couple other guys. People. And I love beautiful people. And yeah. we've done a whole, you know, I didn't even host it. I got one of my black friends to host the panel because yeah, I was yeah. like, this isn't even my voice doesn't need to be heard here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can take over. And it was such I mean in, in even Artel, you know, Artel who owns and is the first owner of a black anime studio in mm-hmm. Tokyo. You know, he talked about like their reception of how the Japanese have been talking because he was getting interviewed at the time by loads of stations about the Black Lives Matter movement and and that whole episode. You know, even when I made that, there was a whole backlash when I posted it some places and people were like, you know, oh, all lives matter, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. like oh, Jesus Christ, like fuck, and yeah. you just you cannot win. And uh, yeah, like because I just wanted to give people a platform, and that's all I wanted to do was help, just something, just help. Yeah. But then you know, I'll, you know, I lost like. You know, a couple hundred subscribers. By the time I was like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Like, if you, if you don't want to be here, you're better off without you. Go away. So there's, yeah, there's there are. All right, so we talked about you know trivial things that people fight against, watercolor, mm-hmm. you know, versus acrylics. like acrylics. Yeah, 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 but yeah. the one thing that isn't trivial is like basic human rights. You know, mm. like like someone like all all when the marshes were going and like mm-hmm. it was at the height it was like there was mm-hmm. a debate of it and even i was like i don't even get why there has to be a debate on whether yep. someone has to write to live a just a regular life without having just to live to fear, just to, live. <laughs> to fear just yeah. randomly getting you know murdered because of the color and the melanin on your skin and yep. uh it's 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 one of those things where it's like the there that's the one place where it's like no we do need to like that does need to be fought strongly against because it's one of those things where it's like again basic human rights you cannot mess with that like the ability for someone to to you know just like you can't just be like oh well you know i think this group of people should like not live and that's not acceptable that is just not acceptable so i'm glad and that you had that conversation especially with someone as wonderful and beautiful as phil and the other fellas uh they're they're what i did yeah yeah he's i oh i adore that man we 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 go we go back <laughs> yeah um, but no it's so yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the day mm-hmm. all it's about is just be a good human being be a good yep. ethical human being that's it yep. like yep. you know res- <laughs> respects people's human mm-hmm. rights <laughs> and then also if someone likes watercolor but you're all team acrylic <laughs> let them like watercolor it's okay it's okay hashtag team watercolor oh my god see i'm in the middle i'm oils i'm just like yeah, hey, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. Out. We just want to have you monster time. carla you fucking monster how dare I, you how dare you it is so slippy ill it's true like whenever i finish painting oils i have to like take a shower because like your skin gets oily like covered yeah yeah, and i'm always covered in like oils like i there's one painting session i did live where i had like oils in my ear (laughs) oh god i don't even know how i got there (laughs) yeah but put the the paintbrush to hold at one point you're like yeah i'm just like Uh, but yeah, no. Oh. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm tired of social media. I'm trying to 
and it's I'm trying to find a good place to be. I think I might end up doing a blog. Cause so I did. I was I was just about to say that. That's exactly yeah. what I've been doing. Yeah. I've just I've I've literally just joined a publication in Scotland that does uh games news and, and works for the Games Network in Scotland yeah. to do to be a technical writer. So I'm gonna oh, be congrats. doing articles on oh thanks. Uh doing technical <laughs> artists and some talks about like in the industry. Yeah. Um but like yeah, like I feel that's one of the last bastions is just type. Right, yeah. that we've got left yeah. where we can express and people can join in, and there's less of a battle because you're putting out your opinion, people can read it or not read it, but there's no comment yeah. section, there's no, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I really want to do that because, like, I so so I went through a period of loss, you know, um, mm. uh, because like the internet and social media just got to a point where it was just so intense. Uh, and it's was one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want to touch more too much on the subject because I know it's like a heated subject and all that. But like when NFTs yeah. came out, like I was just mm -hmm. asking a question and there was some really good debate to be had. But mm -hmm. I got a segment of people that were like, oh, no, you shouldn't even have this debate like mm. you were. And it, and it was followed with like, you know threats of violence i had someone post that like oh you should get beat up by your like peers i had like people say like oh you're a sexual harasser because a known sexual harasser engaged in this i had people be like you've always been a sellout you know like, oh and, my God. and I, I i've you know i haven't even like done anything in this space i was just like huh this is an interesting technology let's discuss yeah. it because we're gonna need to discuss yeah. it as a community and yeah. it was such a like and it wasn't just me it was literally everybody i knew that either had you know was asking questions was trying to have a conversation about it or was like joining right. the space and you know had their reasons and it just felt like it was just like such a like oh goodness and then i thought oh god this is too much so i looked i'm just i'm just gonna stay in the comfort of art and then i realized our Twitter's always having a battle. And then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to just focus on something that makes me happy. Oh, I like drawings of Final Fantasy VII. I especially like drawings of Cloud and Tifa together. Uh, like, I just like it. I just like it. They're yeah. my favorites. Um, mm -hmm. And so I started following that. And I realized oh. they're having fights with people oh, who like Cloud and Aerith. <laughs> and I'm just like. So I went from like, oh, like this experience that was harrowing. And I thought, oh, it's just solely this subject. And then I went through, no, the, you know, every aspect of the internet fights. Even something as simple as like a shipping, they have shipping wars. And I'm like, oh, it's not any unique thing or any unique discussion. It's anything the world it's the world it's, it's 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 the it is it's literally social media uh yeah. that pushes that that pushes the algorithm that the algorithms they don't people are always talking about the algorithms not favoring artwork oh. and it's true it favors drama <laughs> yeah. and hot i takes. mean like it's one of these things i've came across because the job i now have yeah. right so matt so matt left his time at, at dreamworks and disney and right yeah. and formed his own company and what we were building 
as a card battle game, right? But you buy the cards through NFTs. Yeah. So we are yeah. essentially making an NFT video game. Yeah. But then we use specifically the blockchain of Wax because we know it's more eco-friendly because yeah. the whole yeah the whole thing that came up initially was it was bad because everything was through Ethereum, right? Which mm-hmm. is one of the worst. But now because cryptos have expanded and there's mm-hmm. more things, there's different mm-hmm. ways to mine that. So yeah, it's like you said, have a discussion within our community. Like, I know yeah. people who are like, it's the worst thing ever. It's going to ruin the planet. And I'm like, well, dude, like, there's oil rigs off the coast of Puerto Rico right now who are dumping five and a half tons of crude oil into the sea. Like, I don't think that's going to offset as much as you think versus making a picture and selling it online. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there is a comparison for everything, but like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you put it all into perspective, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the conversation I was trying to have, like, you know, was. I, I was very interested back then, and I still am, on how companies will, you know, get to work with NFTs, right? Because this yes. is a new technology, and it offers the individual mm-hmm. to have residuals. So yes. you'd at the time, you'd had companies like, for example, DC was publishing mm-hmm. NFTs via Vivi of artists' yep. work. And artists weren't mm-hmm. even talked with about to do this. They just did it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's unfortunately due to the work for hire contracts that do not allow you to get any kind of royalties for this. But royalties in secondary sale markets is where all these companies like th- this is where you can make a lot of money. And it's something yep. that should be shared and must be shared with artists. And the mm-hmm. NFT space for whatever whatever love mm-hmm. or hate may have, at the very yep. least, artists do get a big chunk of the profits. Yes. But that can change very quickly. And you need companies to set precedents, right? Yeah. To be like, oh, you know, in or if I'm going, if like, let's say if like DC or Marvel go even harder mm. on this, like mm-hmm. they need artists to say, hey, I know about the technology and I want mm-hmm. it to be, and I want these type of percentage of residuals. Mm-hmm. I You need it because like, this is how it's the standard of the space. Mm-hmm. And we need to take yep. that into companies because once mm-hmm. they come out, that's it. Like, and they are yeah. going to come out. Like every company I know is trying to figure this out. And it's either, yeah. and it's just, it's like, there was a lot of people that are like, Oh, it's, it's not, it's going to go away. It's like, no. Mm. I not- mean, like the fact that like people like Gary, if you're talking about it, like visas just got behind it. Like yeah. there's so many. And like, even with our company, I mean, we're, we're attracting venture capitalists at the moment for mm-hmm. the company because we're making an NFT video game, right? That's right on the cusp of what yeah. everybody's trying to do. So we're the guys who are like, we want to get behind this. We want to help you. We want to make something like that. So, I mean, I think it's here to stay. It's not going to go anywhere. And I think mm-hmm. people just need to either, you know, you don't have to get involved, but then you don't have to hate the people who do get involved. Because yeah. it's just, at this point, another way of expressing mm-hmm. your art. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like you said, I know people like, God, I know people who were poor for decades living off their art and then on one even they made a hundred thousand dollars off one piece and then they can pay their mortgage off like I mean, there's, it's amazing there's, there's great mm-hmm. things that come for these mm-hmm. things it's not all evil there's, so yeah, yeah i think i think more so than anything um you know and it even and i don't even get a little nervous to talk about it but it's like one of those things where eventually we're gonna have to talk about it right yeah um but it's one of those things where it's like there's there's a lot of good there's a lot mm-hmm. of bad there's a lot of, of in between and yep. it's the ability to have a you know adult conversation yeah exactly and to be able to say like for example the environmental aspect when it came out you know um i do agree that like if all of crypto went away like we'd mm-hmm. still be fucked 
Yes. Because it doesn't erase the fact that, you know, 100 companies emit 70% of all global emissions. And yep. I took a look at those companies. They're all energy companies. They're all oil companies. And then yep. the occasional Netflix, Amazon, which, you know, so, you know, if, you know, so, so, so that's a thing. Mm. But you yes. could say, well, Carla, yes, but you should still as an individual make better choices. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a matter of, okay, well, you know, yes, like ETH, you know, is a proof of work, you know, chain for now. I think like they said in June 2022, which we'll see, they're going to transition mm -hmm. to proof of stake. And for those, right. you know, who don't know, proof of stake is a different way where like the blockchain reaches consensus, which is basically all the nodes agree that they're correct. <laughs> and and it like some of them can get as efficient as like, oh, any transaction is like turning on the light. You know, some of them can run in like machinery or like in like a Raspberry Pi, which is basically like powered like using your cell phone. And that's an entire blockchain. So like it's it's getting to be more efficient. Uh, yeah. Bitcoin is has no plans of being efficient. That's proof of work. But but. So like let's say you're you're still like oh but ETH and you doing this that's still very harmful, but mm -hmm. like number one I don't believe that individual um, choices, uh, mm -hmm. you know the individual should help be held accountable for mm -hmm. you know saving the planet because <laughs> number one and and I got really deep into it because I, I researched a lot on this and number one Yay. that's actually a um, specific and explicit tactic from oil companies to... have you watched have you watched climate town by chance no 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 uh, I, i've just read a lot of like the guardian has a lot of really great uh articles yeah, on yeah. this and i follow a lot of like um environmental scientists and so that's a specific uh thing that they do so that they shift away yeah. uh public ire from yes. you know from them who they're real companies yes. so i don't believe in that but if you were to even really say no but you really should then okay mm. then when you ever stream uh whenever mm. you watch uh someone streaming whenever mm -hmm. you watch uh a whole series on netflix whenever you yeah. watch anything or for example i work for disney Disney mm -hmm. Plus is a you know the 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 from when it takes from the moment mm -hmm. I send my concept out to the mm -hmm. moment that it goes onto the big screen that is a mm -hmm. shit ton of energy consumed because you have you know a production how much energy does it produce so there's mm -hmm. if you wanna or even people who eat meat like that's a mm -hmm. huge energy drain so it's one of those things yes it's one of those things where it's like we can fall into a trap of saying, well, mm -hmm. no, that mm -hmm. thing, you know, something I've seen some people say, well, that mm -hmm. thing that they did is worthless, but mm -hmm. is it yeah. like to who the people that are buying mm -hmm. it don't think it's worthless. And yeah. when you talk about NFT, yes, there's spe speculative aspects of it that I'm not a fan of, but of you're still talking about someone's artwork. That's the end product. Yeah. Is that worthless? So mm -hmm. It's it's a matter, but where I what I what I will say, and I know I've been hogging the conversation quite a lot, but I will say no, 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 on you go. Yeah, <laughs> but what I will mm -hmm. say is that I do appreciate the criticisms because they're valid, like right, like for example, mm -hmm. no matter how we feel about it, 
they, we do have to transition into more like energy savvy and energy, you know, smart consumption of energy society. So every step that we can take to do that is great. So mm -hmm. the ire that people had, um, mm -hmm. you know, did push companies to be like, mm, mm -hmm. we're going to wait until it's environmentally friendlier. And it did help uh, other side chains, block other mm -hmm. blockchains entirely to be mm -hmm. able to market and say, hey, we're better, you know, environmentally. And that gives a demand for that. And I think that's yeah. quite good, um, mm -hmm. for example. But where I do think people go wrong is attacking individuals because individuals have no power. Yeah. Now, if like mm -hmm. they were to be like, hey, massive mm -hmm. company, uh, you know, like for example, uh, OpenSea has massive issues with art theft. Hey, yeah. and if people were to rage on OpenSea, who they're all on Twitter, mm -hmm. by the way, and be like, hey, uh, and they're all very active. Hey, you need to solve mm -hmm. this issue because this is this mm -hmm. is not great. This is untenable. Mm -hmm. You cannot yeah. have, you cannot allow this kind of theft to continue. Then OpenSea would be put in a position where they have an angry public and they would at least try and attempt to solve the issue. And that would be very helpful. Mm -hmm. But when yes. you like, but it doesn't, it doesn't help anything when you say, mm -hmm. So do you know that like people steal art to artists whose <laughs> who artwork has probably been stolen? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's it's a it's a it's a myriad of things. It is a complex subject because this, the technology itself it's not easy to understand, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and the the articles that have come out have not done their best at explaining it or are missing information yeah. or are old mm -hmm. enough in a space that changes in the blink of an eye. Uh, yeah. But I do think it's a technology that we have to understand and more so than anything that we have to, even if we don't want to engage with it, that we at least know enough about it to demand better conditions for artists. Because I do think that companies are going to jump in and i do think that our industry will be shaped by this eventually yep. maybe not right now mm -hmm. but five years six years seven years from now it's going to mm -hmm. become more common than we know and we're in a very yep. interesting space where we can shape it to be however we want to be but if mm -hmm. we shut it down and if we say this is purely evil then what does is that mm -hmm. seeds ground to the people who really truly don't care who really mm -hmm. are very shitty and say hey mm -hmm. No, I will take your art and I will make hella money and you're not going to get any of it. And yeah. so that's that's the issue. Yeah, 100%. I'm still nervous to talk about it, not going to lie. <laughs> people will be like, I cannot believe that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, if anybody's not went to uh, this person called, there's a YouTube channel called Climate Town, right? And the guy who runs that is uh environmental scientist both degree and master's qualified and he's done several really great videos and the funniest thing is almost like a stand-up comedian he makes them super funny super interesting to watch Ooh, yeah. and he done all, and he done, he, i've sent you the link in, in my chat thing but he's done a whole video on uh carbon footprinting right and the mm -hmm. whole thing where oil barons and people like oxon basically pass the buck on to the individual where like it's your just it's your fault the, the plant's dying you need to do something about yeah. it as an individual but then we're like your billion dollar gas and oil companies yeah. we cannot change the world on the level you can like if you change or dump oil one day that's going to offset our carbon footprint by like 50 years there's just there's no way we can win so the whole idea that nfts are evil and we inherently are evil for taking advantage of that technology is 
bullshit, in my opinion. I would I wouldn't have went and worked for Matt in this game and this project. If you know, we're doing stuff beyond the NFT space. We're also making video games and, and working on movies and animated series. But the NFT space right now, we chose to go on wax because it was cleaner, because it was something that was more efficient. And I see it as a way for people, especially with the Wax blockchain, to take power back because the whole Wax blockchain was invented for gamers so that when you buy a skin or an item, you can take that item and play it in multiple games, not just the one you buy it for. And I think it's a way of people taking power back. So that's my two cents in it. And I think yeah. Carla articulated it great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, again, like the debates are good. And, and obviously we've already put the caveat that anything of human basic human rights no debate necessary. There's a very course, clear yeah. moral stance to that. Um, yeah. But when it comes to subjects like, for example, technology, te- mm-hmm. the way that I see technology is a tool to be utilized. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. there are some technologies that I do wish didn't exist, like, for example, nuclear bombs and things like that, where it's like, our world would probably be a better place without it. Maybe, yes. you know, but someone will probably mm-hmm. say, but it's a deterrent. And, and maybe, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah. But I do know that, like, the technology is out and it's a tool to be utilized for either good or bad, you know, either yeah. in unethical or ethical ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where it's like debate is good because it does help us, you know, kind of mm-hmm. see the failings of something like, oh, yeah. for example, you know, why is this, you know, so energy consumption, you know, consumption, mm-hmm. you know, and it's m- mostly ETH because wax isn't yeah. that uh yeah, yeah. solana isn't that near isn't yeah. that you know so many yeah. blockchains aren't that but specifically mm-hmm. eth which is the big one and that's where the big mm-hmm. collectors are um mm-hmm. you know and and that pushed you know you know the people and they've already been transitioning to proof of stake for quite a while but that yeah. that puts it in a bigger spectrum and a bigger urgency mm-hmm. to it because now companies are hesitant to join unless they don't want the PR nightmare. So that's a good thing mm-hmm. that came out of that debate. Uh, mm-hmm. Other things that are are good about it, you know, like you know, making sure that like, you know, the, the, the space does follow through and does, mm-hmm. you know, help artists because Mm they're the the idea is oh this doesn't help artists but then that puts Mm -hmm. the people who are creating these things to be like no no i will help artists and so you'll Mm -hmm. see an escalation of artist-led movements where it's like no Mm -hmm. this is how we are better this is how because they Mm want to prove something and it's just one of those things where it's like it is good overall to you know understand the criticisms and where it comes from and really try and shift things to be better where i think again it does fail and it is kind of bullshitty is when you try to place things as this is inherently evil because then now people who are excited for it people who see it differently than you people who might want to even not even like engage fully but are wanting to push things in better direction those people are now evil and you can't yeah. be around evil people. And if you mm-hmm. can't be around evil people, then that gives you an excuse to treat them like shit because in your mind they're mm-hmm. evil. It gives you an excuse yeah. to ostracize, you know, kick them out of your community because they're evil. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it puts you in a position where no matter how things evolve for mm-hmm. either good or bad and in mm-hmm. the way that these technologies are and then the people that are pushing them, it, it all depends mm-hmm. on them. But let's say it does, let's say that it does evolve and it becomes really great 
you know, yeah. overall, there's still going to be bad players anywhere, just as there are bad players in any industry and in any specifically yep. financial industry, for sure. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but now it's a thing that's commonly used, but you put yourself in a position where like, no, but this is evil and it's commonly used. And little by little, you'll ostracize yourself. And yeah. that's no way to live. So mm. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think... Because I've had conversations with people who online are very like, oh, I hate it. But one-on-one, mm. -on -one, it was a good, yeah. solid conversation. And yeah. it's like, hey, this could be great. This could be bad. Yeah. But mm -hmm. at the very least, I'm very pro-artist. So mm -hmm. I share when my friends you know, who've been toiling at industries and working themselves mm -hmm. to a bloody pulp are like, hey, now I I can say yes to whatever project or I can finally pay my mortgage or I can yeah. finally pay health bills. You know, like that to me is a wonderful thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well said, Carla, well said. Well, I think on that point, it's probably good to end it there. But like, yeah, I think that's, there's there's a whole industry of, of questions to unpack there about Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, what we've came down to is just don't be a dick. Like just, that's the. I know, right? Like at the end of the day, yeah. we can agree, we can disagree, mm -hmm. we can mm -hmm. even disagree strongly, you know. But just yeah. don't be a dick, unless it's yeah. like someone who has very solid human rights, <laughs> you know, yeah. like and wants to go <laughs> against human rights and thinks certain group of people shouldn't live. Then yeah, you, know, you can get away with being a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be a dick to nice people. Is what we're probably saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you yeah. know, or even then, like. You know, I think there's there's something wonderful about being a good human and mm -hmm. trying to make a place better, even yeah. when it wasn't better. You know, and yep. and that's a that's a philosophy I abide by. Like even when Same. people are cruel, there there's always mm -hmm. a chance for redemption. They have to obviously want that. They have to obviously yeah. recognize that. But you know, just just treat your fellow men and women they them you know everywhere in between oh. just good oh. just good and that's it that's all it is it's, it's a great holiday message carla Yay! <laughs> it really is <laughs> god bless us everyone everyone <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> we well, end it with yay. a holiday hug yay. <laughs> <laughs> well if you've made it this far guys thank you damn. for listening damn that's been a whole Hour and forty-five we've talked, and it's been crazy good. Um, damn! Look at yeah, us. If you want to check out, look at us indeed. <laughs> if you want to check out Carla's work, I will leave all of her links below. Uh, you can go and check out her stuff. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, again, come down to the, the comment section on YouTube and leave me some <laughs> some pretty comments that I can feed back to. Some likes, some subscribes, all that shit. And uh, yeah, from both me and Carla, we hope you guys have an awesome holiday season and a great <laughs> Christmas. And uh, Thanks for checking out the interview and thank you again to Carla for coming Yay. on. Yay! Thanks for having Yay. me. Ha happy oh, holidays, everyone. Welcome. Yay! Happy holidays, guys. Okay, <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>